Friends, what follows is not for the faint of heart. We bring you tales of the paranormal, human wickedness, the curious, and the bizarre. Please, if you continue, proceed with caution and an open mind. We are the Queen City Creeps. Hello and welcome to Queen City Creeps, your favorite podcast for all things true crime, paranormal, and just a little bit weird. I am Sarah, and I am here with Jennifer. Hello. And Shelby. Hey, yeah. And today, Shelby has a... It's weird. It's a really weird fucking story, Shelby. Is it? It, Yeah. On a scale of one to, I mean, like, what what are you comparing it to? Carl Tanzler weird. Okay, yeah, it's pretty much Carl Tanzler weird. On a scale of one to Carl Tanzler, like, I give it, it, it a, it's I like, give it a seven on a Tanzler scale. It's like 26 Tanzlers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to go ahead and make that a unit of measure going forward. <laughs> I like the scale. I do we too. We should move forward with this. For yes. sure. Hit us up, Shelby. All right. Well, before I start another uh, another exciting round of let's hear Shelby pronounce foreign names and places. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's the weirdest thing that you've ever found in someone's house? You want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, I can't go first if you want me to. Do it. Okay. So my grandma um, on my mom's side, she died when I was like seven-ish, I believe. And I guess whenever she died... My grandpa wanted us to go through some of her stuff, and each of the grandkids, which on that side there's actually only three of us, my brother and my cousin, and I guess there were some figurines and stuff that he wanted to just give away to us. That was my grandma's. And it was some like porcelain clowns ew <laughs> and i had to take one of these like there was no option of like no you don't need like if you don't want it just don't get it so i had this fucking creepy as shit porcelain <laughs> clown it was just like stop crying and take the clown <laughs> yes but it was in my closet for years hmm I was like, why does she have this? And there were multiples because each of us had one. Was that it was in your closet for years, even though you threw it out several times? I just, <laughs> just kept coming no, back. I, I didn't have the guts because, I, I mean, I was young, so I didn't have the guts to, like, throw it out. But it did creep me the fuck out. Oh, yeah. She would have haunted the dick out of you if you had thrown that clown away. I don't mm-hmm. think all of them were porcelain, but I think the one that I was left with, because I was the youngest, so I think I got, like, last pickings. The creepiest one. Yeah, so I got the creepiest <laughs> one. Obviously. But yeah, I was like, why would you ever need that? Not even like a porcelain doll. A porcelain clown. It's really weird. Why is that ever needed? Hmm. And now I wonder, was she really into clowns? Because I didn't know her well <laughs> enough at that point. Like, I barely even had memories before six years old. So like, you, I know you don't I have don't, memories. Just I don't. I never really knew her. Like, knew her. Yeah. And that really, like, makes my mom sad i think that i like never really had a lot of memories with her which i get i mean is your mom sad that you don't have memories in general uh i don't really think so really okay i think it's my brother had a lot of memories when he was like four and five at least so Mm -hmm. i think it makes her sad that i never really like had enough time with her mom yeah that i don't remember enough of it gotcha right the one thing you have to remember by this creepy creepy fucking clown that you hate i know (laughs) So, yeah, that's really creepy. Um, okay, so when I was pretty young, I would say probably like six or seven, 
um, my uncle left to go on a missionary trip to South America. Okay. And he had been living out on a farm in the middle of nowhere that my parents currently have a house on. Um, but at the time, there was a house that was, like, falling in and then a garage that he had converted into a house. Which sounds weird. It's a little white trash. It's fine. Wait, what was it again? It was a farm. There was a house that was falling in. Like, the roof was, like, not safe. Like, okay. it was... Yeah. And then the garage he had converted into a house. So it's almost like... Like a tiny house, then? Because the It was pretty small. It was okay. like... A, I mean, it was like a three-bed... Or a three-room okay. house. And, oh, also, like a, by like the way... It was like a three-bedroom garage. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Um, also, by the way... There was just an outhouse. There wasn't actually, like, a bathroom. So the three rooms didn't consist of a bathroom. Right. Okay. Yeah. It was, like, a kitchen, like, a front room living area that had, like, this furnace and then a bedroom. But it all, like, opened up into each other. It was kind of a weird little situation. But. Okay. um, But, I mean, it was nice because, like, when my parents moved out there when I was in high school, we would have, like, our, like, smaller debate parties kind of out there, like, as a hangout kind of situation it sounds like a fucking rager it was yeah we were so <laughs> cool um anyway my but what when, when we were kind of watching over the property while he was living in south america um my sister and i would go and explore the like janky fallen in house because for some reason that seemed real safe and my parents were fine with it um right. okay and there was just a shit ton of stuff stored in there like it was almost like a hoarder house right and Three we would bedroom hoarder house well That's no no right. no. this is the this is the house part of oh, it okay, not okay. the the three-room garage okay um i don't know how many bedrooms were in this house it was yeah but we would like climb over stuff like we wasn't like not safe what we were doing but i had been reading this book called the egyptian game which, if you have the ability to read this book, read it. It's amazing. I can't like read. the ability to read it. <laughs> like if you can find it, because I don't even know that it's in print okay. anymore. Thanks, thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> but so we would, you know, we were adventurers, and we were doing on this and whatever, and we found what we thought was a mummified cat. What? Yeah, and so we. <sighs> I don't want to say that we were like worshiping said cat, but like, <laughs> but like you were worshiping. But it. we were like definitely like brought into our like imagination worlds. We had a very big imaginations, and we were kind of left to our own devices. So you know we're exploring and blah blah blah, and finally we tell my mom about this mummified cat, and she's like, no, like I'm sure that's not what it is. It's probably like a stuffed animal, whatever. So we show it to her. Nope, it's sure as fuck a dead cat that has been in this house. For so long that it had dried out and turned into basically like Fuck. a mummy. Yeah. And at that point, my mom's like, you guys don't need to be playing in here anymore. Holy shit. So, I mean, what, it wasn't. one dead cat and you can't play in the janky house anymore? <laughs> the janky hoarder house? Fucking piece I, of shit parents. I don't even remember what all is in there. I just remember like we were climbing like little spider monkeys all over that place. And it it was not safe. We should. I, nope. But yeah. So we found a mummified cat in the <laughs> abandoned house. My uncle's property. I just want to believe that at some point your mom, whenever your uncle came back, was like, yeah, they found a mummified cat. And he's like, did you throw it away? (laughs) I was keeping that. Well, I remember he had a dog, too. Like, when we first started going out there to take care of it, like, take care of the farm. But, I mean, this thing, it's where we live now. So it's like 20 minutes outside of town. And we lived on the opposite side of town. So it was even further than that. And he had a dog that lived out there, too. And I don't remember what happened to the dog. 
Also mummified. Possibly mummified. His name you was just Pepper. Didn't find it yet. His name was Pepper. He was real cute. Sorry. All right. So a mummified cat. Well, mine doesn't really top mummified cat, but uh, <laughs> it rarely does. Well, I'll give it a go though. Okay. So I had I had some friends that were uh, very mousy people. It was kind of like two librarians fell in love. Uh-huh. Aw, that's it was, cute. That yeah, is cute. it was kind of cute, whatever. Like, it's, we were very, very different people. Uh-huh. But that did not stop me from helping them move at one point. Shelby, you're good about being friends with people that aren't similar to you. He is, really. Case it's, in point. It's really for the best. Let's not throw a bunch Us. of me's in a room and see how that turns out. <laughs> that just sounds awesome, Exciting? but terrifying. So fun. Yeah, makes sense. So here I am, you know, just grabbing boxes and flinging shit everywhere and trying to, you know, earn my keep for my six beers and a pizza later or whatever that I'm going to get out of this. Yeah. And at one point I pick up this box that apparently I didn't get a good hold of like the bottom on and they didn't tape it very well. Uh Uh-huh. And out falls the inside of a sex shop. Yes. (laughs) I knew knew it was going to be something like this. This is why I don't have people help us move. Well, and this, these are two people that I couldn't imagine. Like, I assume that he, he has sex in a (laughs) t-shirt. Like, he seems like that, or, like, just opens his fly. Like, oh, wow. he he seems very, like, you know, they're both very, like, reserved and everything else. But let me tell you, uh, based on the contents of this box, they were not. They were freaky um, as fuck. Oh, yeah. There was there was <laughs> yeah. a sex swing. Oh. Uh, there were, like, nine different battery-operated toys, some of which were bigger than I care to admit. For hmm. this for this person who was probably ninety four pounds, presumably they were going in her and not him. I'm not sure. Don't make judgments. Yeah, I I'm trying not to, but it was it was one of those things where like I did it and I just stood there with this empty husk of a box, <laughs> just frozen in the moment, oh going, God. "What do I do?" Because I'm not touching it. But if I just leave the room, they're gonna know that I did this. I'm the only person helping them move. So yeah. first of all. You have to clean that shit after you use it. So it would have been fine to touch. Okay. But it's, it's like sanitary. Mm, okay. Don't... So you have to clean it after you use it. But some people don't clean it after they use it. Valid. Ew. What? I'm just saying. I mean, if they're using it a lot. I feel like it might, you know, they might not clean it. No, all the you time. clean it all every time. Yeah, that's what you should do. But not everyone follows rules. Also, cool. how do you wash a sex swing? It, valid. First of all, if you can wipe it down. Some Lysol some, wipes, perhaps. Yeah, Lysol wipes. Just saying. I mean, I trust you on that. I don't know, but I've never owned one myself. If it was just sweaty, I don't know <laughs> if I would clean this sex swing as often as you would clean, like, a sex toy. Well, I mean, a sex... Okay, continue. I'm just saying. Well, anyway, moral of the story, I'm standing here holding an empty box. just Full of dildos. Just confused. (laughs) (laughs) And like, just kind of like, do I go out the window? Like, what do I do in this circumstance? And he walks in and just looks at the ground and looks at me and goes, oh. (laughs) And and I'm like, oh? He goes, you want me to get that? I'm like, yes. I kind of do, yeah. And so I leave. She walks in, and, like, I've heard her say four words all the time I've known her. Again, very, very mousy person. Because you were friends with the guy, mostly? I was kind of friends with both of them, but she just, like, if we were out in the world, she wouldn't really talk. She she wasn't a social person. Mm -hmm. Um, So she walks in and goes, I'm going to ask him to leave. 
And I'm like, oh, no, what did I do? And she comes out and she's like, do you want to go? And I'm like, no, I can keep helping you move. And she goes, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow, what? I, I was like, did I break something? She just goes, no, I'm just not comfortable with you knowing about any of this. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like we're we're not friends anymore, but that's not because of that. It's because they're really boring people. Well, not that boring. Well, I never fucked them, so well, yeah. And here's the thing: true. if you're so like uptight and conservative that you like, I can't be friends with you because you know that I use really large dildos. Like, should you be using really large dildos? Also, where are you buying them? Online, I Online, assume. Yeah, maybe I'm not sure. I mean, mm. dildos are us delivers or whatever. Apparently, it's nondescript packaging, so that's helpful. So how did they find each other? Like, if they are too shy to talk about that stuff with another person, she pegged him. How one did night. how did they like approach the situation? I mean, so it was college, so yeah. I don't like a hundred percent know how they met, but I assume it was at some kind of a sex party. Probably not. <laughs> I never saw him there anyway. Hmm. But no, I, I really don't know how they met. They were just, again, they were both really quiet. So the concept of them, like, actually talking to each other for any period of time without knowing each other was very confusing, too. I bet it was so. online. And, like, they broached the subject online. And then they're like, okay, he's down. Let's do this thing. Right. It is easier to talk about, like, kink things yeah. with your partner not in person. Agreed. Yep. But anyway, so that was... Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, that was, Go uh, that was them. a super fun Although one. Although I'm sad that you're not friends with them anymore, because I'd like to be introduced. Yeah, no, that wouldn't happen anyway. Because you want to have a after, sex party after with telling them? That, no. After telling that story, I literally couldn't introduce you to them, because I know your face would just light up. <laughs> and then they'd be like, Shelby, we told you not to talk to people about this. <laughs> but you did it on your podcast anyway, because you're a piece of shit. Yes. You didn't say any names. You didn't say any I names. Didn't. But they'd be like, they'd be like the two mousiest people I've ever yeah. met. And I'd be like, you're my people. <laughs> right. I'm going to jump into this then, I guess. <laughs> Go for it. If you ever do run into him, I'll, I'll at least like gesture to you or something. But uh, odds are not going to happen. What's the gesture I love your, though? can you pull your earlobe? I mean, I'm capable of doing that. I feel like it needs to be better than that. No, Shelby does these really great. Like, when he's trying to convey something to you, he does these really great shifty eyeballs. You just got to know to watch for him. He's done those to me a couple times. He's like, I'm going to leave. Bye. And then he's like. (laughs) You you know we're recording audio, right? (laughs) People can't see your eyeballs. No one at at home is impressed by what you just did. I'm impressed by what I did. Well, I'm happy for you. That's what's important. (laughs) Well, turns out uh, people have some weird shit in their house. Yes. <laughs> they keep some weird things for a very, very long time. And, and mousy people are the weirdest. You know, in some cases, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's the quiet ones you got to watch, or so a number of people have said. So let's take a little trip to Russia. I don't want to go there, though. Yeah. I kind of do. But the weird shit happens in Russia. That's, that's accurate. Yeah. In Florida, but like Russia. In Florida, but like yeah. Russia. So, we're going to start this off on the wrong foot by me pronouncing this guy's name terribly. Perfect. Uh, Anatoly Yurevich Moskvin. Fivel Moskowitz. Fivel Moskowitz. Uh, he was a Russian academic and linguist from, and again, city name, Nizhny Novgorod, no. Russia. Nizhny Novgorod. <laughs> wow. That was good. Uh, so... 
I'm just going to jump into what he did, and then we'll talk about how he did it. Does that sound okay? That sounds great. Sure. That's my favorite it's, thing to do. It's really hard to tell the story without just being like, hey, guys, guess what? Uh, he was arrested in 2011 after the mummified bodies of 26 girls between the ages of 3 and 15 were discovered in his apartment. Oh. So. <laughs> all right. All right. We all caught up now? Yeah. So after he dug the bodies up in local graveyards, because he didn't, he didn't murder any of these people. He oh. he just took bodies. What? Yep. Um, What's the point of that? We'll Necrophilia. get there. Okay. There's, there's a reason. Okay. So he actually mummified the bodies himself. It wasn't like your cat that just got left for dead years before that. <laughs> that was a very topical thing. It, I know. it was. Good yeah. job. So he mummified the bodies himself with kind of the special blend of herbs and spices we'll talk about in a little bit or whatever. <laughs> uh, before then like dressing, KFC. before then dressing them and posing them around his house. Oh Jesus! Uh, and if you look at pictures of these things, they look like big ass dolls. <laughs> God. Uh, oh. So Moskvin's parents, who shared the apartment with him, oh, God. had seen the mummies, but had mistaken them for large dolls. What? Yeah. But you're not asking questions? Okay, so he's, we'll get into are this they a blind? little bit. Are they blind? They, they are not blind. God damn it. Are they, they just like to themselves? They're just Don't like super anything. Russian. Yeah. They're just super strict Russian parents who are just like, I mean, granted, he's a little strange. But obviously, he's the only one supporting this household, so we'll leave him alone for a little while. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. If he's paying for but, everything, then sure. Yeah, I, I'm just assuming because he was. But we'll get into it. But he was a college professor, and okay. I don't really know what his parents did. But um, regardless, they they didn't. They just thought they were big ass dolls. Mm. I would question this, but that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I question a lot of things. Same. Well, you're also on the creepy podcast, so you immediately read the worst into any situation. And honestly, the most cynical out of all of us. Yeah, for sure. It's probably also true. So now I'll give you a little bit of his backstory. So he lived in Nizhny Novgorod, which is the fifth largest city in Russia, um, after the other four that I can't pronounce either, except for like Moscow, I guess. Uh, oh, St. Petersburg. Whatever. You yeah. can pronounce um, that one. Yeah, that one's extremely Americanized. <laughs> um, There's so, a rumor Petersburg. He said that he started wandering through cemeteries with friends when he was still a kid. Same. Yeah, me too, but I didn't take the path that he did. No. Uh, and then, in particular, they often visited the Krasnaya Etna Cemetery, which was in the Leninsky District. It keeps it keeps wanting to autocorrect that to uh, Lewinsky, by the way, <laughs> the time, uh, of Nitsi Novgorod. So, uh, in an article written shortly before his arrest, he explained his interest in the dead, and attributed it to a childhood incident where he saw a funeral procession of an 11-year-old girl, and then the participants in this funeral procession forced him to kiss the dead girl's face, and he wrote that an adult pushed my face down to the waxy forehead of the girl in an embroidered cap, and there was nothing I could do but kiss her as ordered. Fucking Russians. <laughs> I, I feel like that's probably a funeral tradition there or something weird, but like... Or it yeah. didn't actually happen. Well... Yeah. The weirdest part of that to me is that he wasn't involved in the funeral procession. They were just like, hey, you, strange boy, come here and kiss this girl before she goes in the ground. Yeah, that's weird. Well, that is I'd, weird. But again, it's it's Russia. I don't fucking understand the customs, so who really knows on that one? Hmm. So this didn't really slow him down. I mean, again, he was a college professor, so he had, he had graduated from the philological faculty at Moscow State University, and he was extremely well-known in, in academia there. Um, so his 
interests, his majors, whatever you want to say, were Celtic history and folklore and languages and linguistics. He also had this weird cemetery thing and was interested in like burial rituals and death and the occult. Hmm. Uh, he had a personal library of over 60,000 books and documents. That's my kind of guy. As, lar- as well as a large collection of dolls. God damn it. <laughs> you lost me at the large doll. Again, you take... Wait, the- is it a large collection of dolls or a collection of large dolls? Both. I, both, it sounds like. Perfect. There were 26, so and that's... They were a large size. That is a lot of large dolls. It is. So uh, the other the other professor, professors of the people in academia that he was so well-respected by described him as both a genius and an eccentric. Ex- eccentric. Eccentric. Gotcha. There we go. That didn't go well. Sorry. I gotcha. So then, as an adult, he was pretty secluded, as we see with a lot of people that do weird shit like this. <laughs> um, he never married or dated anyone and ended up living with his parents. I think that was kind of his preference, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't drink alcohol or smoke, which makes him the worst Russian ever. Yeah. Exactly. And supposedly was a virgin. Huh. Does it count if you bang dolls? We'll get into it, but... Oh, God. So, I'm going to go ahead and cut down on the creepy factor of the story a little bit. He didn't bang the dolls. Oh. What? Yeah, he did. It wasn't necrophilia. I feel thing. like Jennifer's m- actually disappointed. It makes oh, it more creepy no, that what, he didn't do this. No, what he did is way weirder. Oh. So, okay. So... Again, he he was a lecturer in Celtic studies at the Nitsi Novgorod Linguistic University and had worked at the Institute of Foreign Languages as well. Um, he spoke 13 languages. So again, dude is... Super smart. Yeah, he's a genius. I mean, really. Uh, and had also written several books, papers, and translations, which were all really well known in, in academia, in Russia anyway. And he occasionally worked as a journalist and contributed to local newspapers and publications. And he had described himself as a necropolist uh, and was an expert on local cemeteries in that area. Okay. Just in his area? Yeah, in like the, the Nitsi Novgorod area. I, I just want you to say that as much as possible. I kind of have to. It's in here a lot. <laughs> okay. But again, it's the fifth largest city in Russia. So there's a bunch of cemeteries around there. Yeah. Yeah. So... In in that case, I mean, he he was well-versed on the layout of local cemeteries, if nothing else. How do and you... And kind of kept an eye on their comings and goings. I mean, is it like a city planner kind of, but for cemeteries? Like, what use is that skill? Oh, he was just super into it. That's so weird. Yeah, he wasn't like... Well, he did... So I'll get into this here in a second. Um, Actually, it's this next section. So in 2005, Oleg Ryabov, who was another academic and publisher... Uh, commissioned Moskvin to summarize and list the dead in more than 700 city uh, cemeteries in 40 regions of that area. But why? <laughs> but why? I assume because they didn't keep records of Ugh. who was buried there. And okay. again, that's actually good to know when you're dealing with like genealogy or if you're dealing with... Well, I guess that's true. Th- there are factors where it's really nice to know who's buried where. I guess that's true. Hmm. I mean, but then we come back to this guy that has 26 dead bodies in his apartment. We don't know that at the time, though. That's true. So, uh, Moskin claimed to have gone on foot to inspect 752 cemeteries from 2005 to 2007, walking up to 30 kilometers, which for you uh, non-Ruskies, 18.6 miles. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of miles. Uh, per day. Oh, wow. And in the course of all this, he didn't, like, stay places. 
he would just like drink from puddles and spend nights in haystacks and at abandoned farms. Why? And he slept in cemeteries. What a fucking weirdo. Well, again, he's he's an eccentric. Yeah, this is what makes him weird. Yeah, this is the weird part. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, you know, people look at him and there's like, I just he's he's a strange guy. Yeah, you know, he's he's a weird dude. He doesn't. He specializes in cemeteries and Celtic folklore. Right. And obviously sleeping on a haystack beats the hell out of living with your parents. But it's also Russia. It's probably fucking cold as shit there. Like, and he's outside. doesn't really have shelter. I mean, it kind of depends on where it is. And what time of year it was. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that that might be the difference between whether he found a barn or a haystack is what time of year it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because hay's warm. If it's inside a barn, it's warmer. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Especially if you have a dead body to cuddle with. So, again, he would occasionally sleep in the cemeteries and at one point even went as far as to spend a night in a coffin that was being prepared for a funeral. Oh. What the fuck? I mean, I'll give it to him. That one was a little weird. That's a little weird. You went a little over the line on that one. Yeah. So, he also claimed that on these travels, he was occasionally questioned by police on suspicion of vandalism and theft uh, because, obviously, you're walking around cemeteries just looking at shit. Yeah. yeah. And writing shit down or whatever, and it's probably in occasionally going to be weird times of the night or something he's doing this. Uh-huh. But he was never arrested or reprimanded for anything he did. Hmm. That's good to know, I guess, right? Hmm. <laughs> sort of. Not whatever you already know the ending of the story, I guess. I guess but... that's true. So what he did there, I mean, as far as cataloging those 752 cemeteries is still not published, mostly because of all the shit that went down. Yeah. But the people that have actually read it say that it's unique and priceless. And that was Alexi Yesen, uh, which is the editor of Necrologies, a weekly paper that Mosfin was a, a regular contributor. So he must have passed this along to him at some point to read. Yeah. So after his arrest, uh, Yeslin stated that he was confident there had been a mistake and that he would soon be exonerated. Um, there was basically basically saying that he was a loner who had certain quirks, quote unquote, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that uh, that he couldn't have done something like this. Basically, it's just, it wasn't in his character in this guy's mind. But all he all he did was take dead bodies. He didn't murder anybody. He didn't bang a corpse. Like. Right. Well, and and that's the thing. It's like the guy who sleeps in cemeteries and sleeps in coffins. Yeah, this is way out of his character. <laughs> like it's a it's a slippery slope, I feel like. Yeah. So, between 2006 and 2010, he worked as a freelance correspondent for the newspaper Nizhny Novgorod Worker. I don't know if the word worker was translated into Russian in the situation, but I'm assuming it probably was. Okay. Uh, and published articles twice a month. Uh, his father was actually also a writer for that paper occasionally. Okay. And then huh. during 2008, he wrote an extensive series of articles on the history of the cemeteries around the area uh, that appeared in the paper. So you can actually read that if you know Russian, I guess. Mm-hmm. Google Translate. Which seems like something in retrospect that would be a really creepy read. Yeah. Because you know what, what happened, happened in the course yeah. of all this. So he was arrested on November 2nd, 2011, uh, by police that were investigating a a series of grave desecrations in cemeteries in and around the area. Uh, Again, they know he hangs around, so Mm -hmm. he's going to be a person of interest in that situation, I would think. Or, like, as a witness. Right. You were probably there. Can you tell us anything about this? Did you see anything weird? Right. Were were you asleep in a coffin and just, like, peeked out to see what was going on over (laughs) there? Right. So, investigators from the Center for Combating Extremism, which I guess is a real thing over there, hmm. uh, oh, wow. 
then discovered the 26 bodies, uh, which were initially reported as 29, uh, in his house, well, kind of house apartment, basically, and garage. Yikes. The video released by the police shows that the bodies were seated on shelves and sofas in small rooms full of books, papers, and general clutter. Although only 26 bodies were discovered in the home, he was suspected of desecrating as many as 150 graves after police found a bunch of different grave accessories. What the fuck um, is a grave accessory? Like metal nameplates and stuff like that. Like the for the things that you oh, could remove from a headstone. Gotcha. Um, Wait, so was he still living with his parents when the 26... Uh, uh, bodies were yes. in his house? Yes. But they were scattered around and just chilling? Yeah, just like mm-hmm. sitting on sofas and shelves and shit. What? How are his parents I, just fucking oblivious? I think from kind of the way I have to assume this went is that he had kind of a separate living area. So his mom might have come in there occasionally to like, I don't know, tidy up or something. But I don't think that they spent a whole lot of time wherever he was living. Hmm. He, li- he lived with insane. them, but insane. Right? No, I even get if that. it had been a real doll and not a dead body, a mummified dead body, like it's still <laughs> fucking weird. Right? You're you're a grown man now. Act like it. Yeah. <laughs> she probably just thought it was a weird sex thing. Well, yeah. I mean, if I saw they a life size doll in somebody's house, about sex. So right, right. If, like if I, me and my mom. <laughs> yeah. If I saw a life size doll in somebody's house, I would assume they fucked that doll. Exactly. <laughs> That's it seems like a, a safe bet, honestly. So <laughs> along with the dolls, they also discovered instructions for making the dolls, meaning Aww. mummification, um, and then maps of the cemeteries in the area, which obviously he would have anyway. That's not really a damning thing, I don't feel like. Yeah. Uh and a collection of photographs and videos depicting open graves and disinterred bodies. Uh, and none of those photos or videos should be conclusively connected to the bodies found at the apartment. So that's why they're thinking there could have been more than what they're aware of. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's another thing that'll come up here in a minute that might kind of... In- Squick us out more? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Okay. So according to the investigation, the bodies were removed from the cemeteries uh, as in that general area, the the... God, I'm never going to say this right. The Nizhny Novgorod region. I think that's right. That sounds super accurate. That's... You say it with confidence, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, as well as cemeteries in Moscow and the surrounding region. Uh, Moscow actively cooperated with the investigators. Like you do. Yeah, I mean, in that case, you're kind of already found out. There's 26 yeah. bodies stuffed in dolls. The jig is up. So after he pulled the corpses from their graves, he then started researching mummification practices. Uh, in in an attempt to preserve the bodies. So, is this like a like candy bar where the outside's coated and the inside is all gooey and soft, like a dead body, <laughs> or is this like actually mummified? I mean, they keep calling it mummification. It, it seems a lot like making jerky. Awesome. So you're okay. just drying out yeah. the just meats? Just literally drying out everything. The meats? Yeah, the meats. <laughs> Ar- Arby's, we've got the meats. $500, please, Arby's. Yes, the meats. So. I just like that you you compared it to a candy bar. <laughs> like a psycho. And I made it jerky and you made it Arby's. Yes. So, wherever that lands us. So... 
the the way that he actually dried the corpses, whether you want to call it mummification or not, because again, the process of mummification is definitely not quite what he did here, uh, was a combination of salt and baking soda, and just kind of is. I can imagine it's a lot like you know Dowsman and Lie. Mm-hmm. Same same principle. I feel like salt and baking soda. Really, that's yeah. it. That's all it says. <laughs> that oh, that wow. makes me laugh if he had to write that down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that they found this ingredient list and they're just like, yep, checks out. There's two ingredients on this fucking thing. Wow. Like, Salt and baking soda. Yep. Um, so this is where it gets a little weird because it kind of opens up the possibility that there were more mm-hmm. that were just waiting to come home. Oh, God. Um, because he didn't take them home immediately. He would stash them in secure and dry places in and around cemeteries. Yeah. Oh. And then come back for them later whenever they were dried out. So. So, but he would also do this research because at one point a body just decays to a, you know, a point where it's just bones. So he had to know, like, within a a certain time frame that this body is going to be good to dig up and use. Mm-hmm. Right. So he knew roughly when yeah. to go back and everything else. But I'm just wondering where you could stash a body in a cemetery where no one would notice that there was just like a body laying around. Yeah. Mausoleum. Yeah. I'm kind yeah. of okay with that, but I'm just, it doesn't check out to me so for whatever reason. did he have like a type? They don't really talk about the... The people themselves. They don't really go into who any of these people really were. I mean, did they could they repl- like put them back in their graves? I mean, I assume so. But the, the only type that he had were that they were basically children. I mean, it was like 3 to 15 years old. Oh. 3 to 15? Okay, I didn't know that. Yes. Ugh. And again, we'll get into why here in a minute. But, so anyway, back to mummification <clears throat> and how super good he was at it. <laughs> so he wasn't really able to prevent the bodies from like withering and shrinking as they dried out. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's just how mummification works. You, you turn into jerky. So he would wrap the limbs in cloth to mm-hmm. provide fullness or stuff the bodies with rags and padding. And then occasionally would add masks that were decorated with nail polish over the faces before dressing them in brightly colored children, children's clothes and wigs. So again, you got to okay. look up pictures of these things because they look like those Russian nesting dolls, but like obviously people. Ugh, uh. this sounds like some Robert the Doll type shit. Like that, it looks human, but like Does not right. There's something in there. Yeah. So those things made the bodies look like big ass homemade dolls, which meant that his parents didn't pay any attention to them. Some fucking how because they're so horrifying to look at. They're like our son has no skill. Like let's right. not encourage this. Well, he's not getting married, moving out anytime real soon. <laughs> right. Um, and it wasn't really clear if each doll contained one full set of human remains or if they were sometimes split up between dolls. Oh, no. Um, and he had made these dolls over the course of 10 years, and his parents were apparently away for pretty long portions of the year doing whatever they do. They were probably just like Russian snowbirds. I'm not really sure on that part. Yeah. Uh, didn't know anything about any of this. They just come back, and there were three more dolls, and they're just like, oh, those are those are beautiful. Those are there. <laughs> Those are for sure there. Yeah, I'm glad you put it up on the shelf where it can look at all of us. <laughs> I feel like it's watching me. You missed your chance as an artist. <laughs> so he was he was charged under Article 244 of the Criminal Code for the desecration of graves and dead bodies, huh. uh, which car- a charge that carries, you ready for this? How long is he going to go to prison for? Six months. 
No, a little bit longer. One year. Five years. Uh, That's it. No. That is it, it's five years. Uh, He was also accused of having defaced the graves of Muslims. That charge was dropped. What? They, huh. I don't okay. know if that was just like a. Would he put story like racial slurs on our graves? No, they never mentioned anything about it. Weird. Okay. So after a psychiatric hmm. evaluation, it was determined that he suffered from a form of paranoid schizophrenia. Shocked. <laughs> um, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Does anybody else ever feel like that's kind of just like a lump all like? No, it's ex- ex- it, that is exactly the disease okay. of people who do shit like this. That's true. <laughs> just like, yeah. Eh. They but, probably have schizophrenia. But again, so. some of the some of the explanation actually does make that make a little bit of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll get to that in a second. But uh, at a hearing on May twenty fifth, two thousand twelve, um, the the district court deemed that he was unfit to stand trial, which released him from <clears throat> which released him from criminal liability. Yeah. So he had a maximum term of five years, served zero of it. Oh, my God. Um, What? He was sentenced to what they call coercive medical measures. So he was committed. Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, at least he's somewhere. And not (laughs) somewhere that isn't like in the public eye. Right. Yeah. He's like locked up in some way. Right. So just to give you an update, uh, February 2013, a hearing approved an extension of his psychiatric treatment. Excellent. Uh, his treatment was again extended April 2014 and again July 2015. Um, so in 2014, uh, a spokesman for the the psychiatric clinic that he was checked into said, after three years of monitoring him in a psychiatric, psychiatric clinic, it is absolutely clear that Mosvin is not mentally fit for trial. He will therefore be kept for psychiatric treatment at the clinic. So after all that... Pretty much. They didn't say indefinitely in this statement, but that's how it sounds. Yeah. Like, he's not improving. He's not ever going to be fit to stand trial. If he does, he gets five years. You know, what's the point? Um, And so, as of uh, 2016, every request for the extension of his treatment has been approved. Right on. So, he's going to be there for a while, I think. Okay. Yeah. So... uh, as far as why any of this happened, I know you're all dying to hear this. I'm part. real curious. Yeah. Yes. Um, he stated that he felt great sympathy for the dead children and felt that they could be brought back to life either by science or black magic. Stop it. Nope. Carl fucking Tanzler, except he doesn't want to bang the kids. Right. So he would put the remains in the dolls uh, to try to give them functional bodies to be used when he eventually discovered a way to bring them back to life. That's not how that works, bro. I, oh, he's 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 a professor of Celtic languages, not of science. science. <laughs> um, okay. Because he felt that their physical remains were too decayed and ugly for them to feel comfortable or happy. He wanted them to be pretty when they came back. What the? So shit? they would feel good about themselves. Uh, he said that he was aware he was committing a crime, but he felt that the dead children were calling out to him, begging to be rescued. Carl Tanzler. He believed that rescuing the children was more important than obeying the law. He was also motivated by his desire to have children. He really wanted to have a daughter, which is hard when you don't talk to girls. Right. <laughs> Sorry. I may, have, I may have editorialized that one a little bit. Which is hard when you don't talk to girls. Honestly, right. I feel like this is weirder than someone, like, fucking a doll. Or a fucking a... Corpse? Corpse for I seven years. It's basically. Like I a, honestly think it's weirder. It's basically like a jerky corn dog. If that's what we're dealing with here, what? it's just it, there's jerky in the middle and it's wrapped in padding. I think it is 
sadder than the Carl Tanzler story. Because all he wants at the end of the day is a kid. Like, if his motivation is literally that he wants a kid, that's really sad. There are other ways that you can get a kid. I don't understand why he just didn't, like, actually do that. So, actually, he tried. Um, He actually at one point had attempted to adopt a young girl, and his parents basically said, that's a really bad idea. Because you're fucking nuts. Uh, His application was declined due to his low income. Because college professors in Russia don't make shit, apparently. Yeah. Um, so again, he denied any sexual attraction to the dolls and he basically considered them to be his kids. Uh, he would talk to and interact with the corpses. He would sing songs to them, watch cartoons with them and held birthday parties and celebrate holidays for their benefit. Oh, wow. That part makes it a little sad. (sighs) Yeah, it does. But also this is going to sound really bad. Probably. I, I am weirded out by a man that wants a child that badly. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's I, weird to me. It seems very Grapes of Wrath to me. Like, he just, he wants something to pet. Yeah. That's about <laughs> like. Just get a fucking dog, then. I, I don't think that would have been safe. He would have eaten all the jerky. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh. Sorry. So, in an interview after his arrest, he explained that as an expert on Celtic culture, he had learned that the ancient Druids slept on graves to communicate with the spirits of the dead. There's a difference between making it into a nesting doll and sleeping on its grave. Well, yeah, keep in mind, he was sleeping on graves a lot, too. I guess that's true. So, um, there were also some people, some groups of people in Siberia uh, that, I'm sorry, it was the culture of the ancient Yakuts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he discovered they had a similar practice for communicating with the dead. And he started searching for obituaries of recently dead children. Uh, and if he found one that spoke to him he would go sleep on their grave to determine if the child's spirit wished to be brought back to life. Oh. So some of these that he went and slept on the grave, they didn't want to talk to him or whatever, I guess. But some of them were like, dude, get me the fuck out of this hole. Huh. Okay. That's interesting to me. So he claimed that he'd been doing this for about 20 years, and he insisted that when it began, he never dug up a grave without the permission of the child inside. Right. It was only the ones that were like, hey, man, glad you made it. Get on down here with me. Get me out of here. (laughs) Right. Okay. So he said that whenever he started getting older, it became painful to sleep on the graves because, you know, old joints and cold ground don't mix very well, I assume. So he just started bringing the bodies home with him where it would be more comfortable to sleep with them, near them. Sleep with them sounds like he's fucking them. He's not. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So went from like... Interesting, like, I could see this being, like, a cool, like, fantasy story to, let me dig up some corpses and sleep in the same bed. I'm just he, saying. He just said sleep near them. Maybe he but, took, like, maybe old he, joints. What does he do? Put them under the bed? Well, maybe he took the couch so they'd be comfortable in the bed. Oh, well, maybe. I'm so polite of him. It's probably a polite couch. I mean, he's a confirmed bachelor. That's what they have. That's yeah. True. It's a Murphy bed, perhaps. Exactly. So... He was hoping that whenever he brought these kids home, that they'd be more willing to talk if it was in, like, a safe, welcoming space. Uh-huh. Um, so he also thought it might be easier to hear them if they weren't underground. <laughs> right. I mean, it makes sense. That's the one fucking thing he said in the course of this whole fucking thing that made any sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, whenever I heard that, I'm like, that's true. That's you should hear them, they're above ground. I exactly. Mean. So, again, he's... Uh, 
he's he's not getting out. He's he's in for life at the psychiatric clinic, and every time they go to kind of try to evaluate him, it's just like, oh no, he, he's oh no, no he, no, he gonna do this again. We should probably just hold <laughs> on to him a little while longer. Yeah. Now. I don't know what the validity of this is, but this is just kind of a closing statement on this. And honestly, it's sweet, mm. sort of. Um, in 2016, which is about the time that I think that most of this information that I pulled was written, mm-hmm. uh, it was reported that Mosfin was going to marry a 25-year-old native of his hometown that had attended his trial. What? So we're dealing with some pretty, like, I immediately immediately think of, like, Charlie Manson and how he was going to marry that girl who or really just wanted him for his body whenever or he died. Stephen Avery. Yeah. He, he gets Avery all the ladies. He gets all the ladies. Yeah, exactly. But you would think if you were a grown man with 26 life-size dolls in your apartment that that wouldn't be a big aphrodisiac. Apparently, for one woman considerably younger than him, Super was. So he might be married now while hmm. still probably living in the psychiatric clinic, I assume. So I don't think that's really a qualifier to get out. Do they have yeah. conjugal visits? I mean, based on every movie I've ever seen about an asylum, apparently you just kind of conjugate wherever. Okay. So. Okay. Weird. Okay. Again, American Horror Story Asylum. You've seen it. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. That's you true. Conjugate on fucking everything around there. Oh, Jesus. Conjugal shit up in this place. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, is that it? Is that the end of your story? Yeah, I'm ending with its conjugal shit up in this place. <laughs> yes. So basically, ladies, if you were to go home with a guy and he has a bunch of life-size dolls on his shelves, I think that should go without saying, but don't marry him. Don't marry him, at I least. would leave immediately. <laughs> I mean, that's a safer bet, but like some people are weirdly into collecting things. No. And no. really, Jennifer, if you think about it, if they're all kids between the ages of 3 and 15, they're not like life-size. They're like child-size. Right. I mean, some of them were sitting on shelves and stuff. Like, they're not. Yeah. Now, some of them were just, like, sitting on the couch. That's so Those weird. were the 15-year-olds, I assume. That's but. so weird. But I would, the curious person that I am, I would be asking so many fucking questions about what's going on. How would, would what would your it. first question be? Yeah, what's your what are on these? that one? <laughs> what are they, first of all? No, I mean, like, so you, you, let's play this out. They're my children. Let's do this. <laughs> you come home with this dude. He's obviously charming enough that you're going home with him after, yeah. like, a date or at a bar, even. It's Russia. There's been vodka involved. Sure. So. It's after breakfast, isn't it? Right. Yeah. You walk in his apartment, and you're looking to canoodle, and you walk in said little room, and there are 26 decently large-sized dolls. What do you say? Say, you you do not say what the fuck are these things? Okay, I might not say that, but I would say, um, what what are these? Um, <laughs> so what's the deal? What's the deal with all of these? With all of this? Like, if it was like two, it would be a little like it would be weird, but I'll be like, okay, I just won't talk to him tomorrow. But <laughs> I'm glad like, to see your standards like are a, alive as well, like alive a and well. One night thing, but. 26 is excessive and where does excessive start i feel like it's almost creepier if he only has two you think so yeah because he's looking to get more yeah i don't know hmm this took a weird turn i feel like i would also closely examine these things unless i thought he was going to murder me here's no if you're there to noodle are you are you i think i would instantly get dry i don't think you understand (laughs) like i don't think i would be 
in the mood for any of that would at that it, point. Unless I was really, really drunk. Would you not see them until after and be like, what have I done? Like, you think like I would just were, ignore the fact no, like, that there was 26 of these just, stupid maybe things? Maybe you're just super focused on what's going no, on. No. No. Hmm. Hmm. I'd be asking all the questions. I don't care. Shelby? I've I've actually had sex in several rooms that had a bunch of like weird porcelain dolls and shit in them. So apparently, okay, I'm totally porcelain dolls are different. They're de- not life size dolls. See, and I don't know what the mix was. I don't know how many of these things were like the older kids. For all I know, it yeah. might have been twenty three, you know, three year olds and two fifteen year olds or whatever. They don't what? have porcelain dolls. I mean, they might have some porcelain dolls that are that big, but that's that's big. Mm, it's also you Russia, can... the mm-hmm. beet rations and stuff. Yeah, so maybe know. the kids don't get as big there. I don't really know. Maybe, or maybe beet dolls are super big. <laughs> There's always that chance. Yeah, this is a doll. It's also an onion. If we get hungry, so <laughs> I would think it would be creepy, regardless if it was an actual human. Like if it was just a bunch of dolls, like that's also creepy to me. See, I've like, been. In... Why do you have those? I've been in people's bedrooms that were like obviously too old to have these things where they had like big ass like teddy bears or whatever i mean you have a porcelain clown laying around somewhere it's also, not yes, in my current home i left it whenever i moved out <laughs> so it's in your parents, parents house. home i think so still but, unless but again, they moved I, it i don't know but i see stuff like that and i'm just like oh you must be really good at carnival games that's <laughs> okay that's my sure. one contribution to this is like i don't i when when you're in pre-canoodling mode i get a little tunnel vision personally same. Maybe not like tunnel vision enough to not notice like the weird hand painted dolls, <laughs> but maybe just tunnel vision enough to just be like, meh. Like, like that's a little this. weird, but let's, whatever. Let's do this. And I'm going to leave immediately thereafter. Yeah. You probably have a show. I don't know. I'm just shower. too curious of a person. That's the kind of shit that gets you fucking dried out and put inside a doll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally dried out. Curiosity mummified the cat. <laughs> yeah. All right, on that note, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, definitely let us know on Facebook, Instagram, or email us at queencitycreeps at gmail.com. We hope you enjoyed the show, and have a good night. Bye.